Are you going for a walk, a hike, a travel trip? Make sure that you have the right shoes, sandals, and boots for the trip, and make sure that they fit. Jesse Browns has an expert team of footwear fitters that will help make your endeavor feel better from the bottom of your feet and up. Placement in the right category and the right size keep you looking and feeling good, Mortimer, in the right shoes. Stop by jessebrowns.com or the brick and mortar in the shopping district of Charlotte South Park area to get your newest, most favorite adventure footwear from Jesse Browns. All right, everyone, we're heading out to the county seat of Carteret County, North Carolina. This city is an oldie founded in 1713. In fact, TJ, I don't know if you knew this, it's the fourth oldest city in North Carolina. I had no idea. For $100, can you name the three that are older? Oh, no. I guess I owe you $100. <laughs> Bath, New Bern, and Edenton. Oh, I definitely wouldn't have guessed that. And right after that comes Beaufort. Of course, it's oftentimes mixed up for people not in the Carolinas with the same spelled city in South Carolina, but the pronunciation's different. Beaufort. Okay, I didn't know that. Let's see, I knew you knew that. Anyway, we're going to head out to this time because, town because it is home to the North Carolina, North Carolina Maritime Museum. It's one of three in the eastern part of the state, but we're going to stay in Beaufort and head over with Associate Education Curator Christine Brin from the NC Maritime Museum to talk about Beaufort. Christine, welcome to the program. Well, thank you for having me. I'm glad I could be here. We love having you and glad you jumped on. But before we get all into Beaufort, into the museum there, what is the differentiation of Beaufort from Southport and Hatteras museums? Uh, you mean what makes it stand apart? Yes. Oh, so we each have a lot of different themes to us. Um, I know the Hatteras Museum has more of a focus on different shipwrecks, uh, hence its name, Graveyard of the Atlantic, is the actual name of their site. Uh, Southport, you're going to see different exhibits on things such as the American Civil War and the hurricanes that, and storms and such that have hit the coast. Uh, they have um, a similar on commercial fishing with more of a focus on their area, whereas here in Beaufort, we have a fo our commercial fishing exhibit has more of a focus on kind of the central part of the North Carolina coast. Um, we have recreational fishing. We have um, a pirate exhibit, um, a Blackbeard, and we have, yes, we have a lot of great stuff here. We have a rail exhibit. We are, of the three museums, we're the only one to have an exhibit on whales and whaling that features the 33-and-a-half-foot-long skeleton of a sperm whale. Ooh, and you know what? We have a, we just had, a, of course, I hang my hat through the week at an outdoor store located here in Charlotte called Jesse Brown's Outdoors. And we have a native from the area who just came through whose dad was around when that sperm whale um, beached itself. And I think that uh, sperm whale's name, oh, Christine, correct me if I'm wrong, was Trouble. Different sperm whale. Ah, different one. Well, hey. So it's actually a pretty interesting tradition here in North Carolina that 
they, so locals did participate in whaling, uh, shore-based whaling primarily, which is just where they kind of took advantage of whales that came close to the shore as opposed to going out whaling for years at a time like they would up in the northeast. And But the interesting tradition here in coastal North Carolina was that they would name some of the more uh, well-known or interesting whales that they would catch um, during those hunts. And so trouble was one is the one that's on display in Raleigh. Yes. And the one here in Beaufort, it beached itself um, at Cape Lookout National Seashore. And then we did a public kind of naming contest to stick with the tradition. And this one's name is Echo. Uh Ah. For echolocation. So... You had the right species, just wrong area. I was close. Yeah, yeah. Trouble's out there. Because Trouble, I think, beached, uh, beached himself at Wrightsville Beach is where mm-hmm. is where that was. But yeah, uh, back to that, because um, whaling, of course, you said that is the only museum that has the whaling exhibit there. Um, but fishing classes for young people and others are also something that the Beaufort Museum does, too, in regards to outings. Will you tell us about some of those? Uh, So we do summer classes for kids with fishing uh, where we take them out and they get to try out different styles of fishing, Uh, the traditional fishing pole, but also we take them cane pole fishing. Not many people get that opportunity to do that. And uh, then occasionally for visiting groups, we'll take them out to the beach and we'll pull a seine net and really explore what they're seeing out there. If you're just joining um, us here on the Carolina Outdoors, Christine Brin is joining us. She is from the North Carolina Maritime Museum located in Beaufort, joining me, Bill Barty, as we talk and learn about this special area of North Carolina. And, Christine, with all of that being said, I know plenty of school children and uh, local people from Beaufort and Carteret County come through there. But talk mm-hmm. to us this time of year. It's still tourism season in North Carolina and the Carolinas, what does that do to the traffic that is coming through the museum? And what are some of the um, offerings that happen there at the museum for tourists? Well, as far as tor- um, traffic goes, uh, we, it definitely picks up. We get a lot more crowded during tourism season, during the summer. and uh, But the, we have year-round visitation, a very strong year-round visitation, which is exciting. Uh, during the summer, we offer different kids' programs, one- or two-day, half-day camps, where they can learn about anything from pirates to fishing to boat building. They actually get to build some boat models in a couple of those programs. Um, in the fall, we obviously see a different audience than we see in the summer. Uh, fall, yes. we start to see more in the way of people that are doing weekend trips or day trips because they are um, the schools in session, so they're uh, more at the mercy of the school schedule at that point. And so our programs tend to shift more towards uh, the weekends as opposed to weekday programs. And we'll see, uh, we start offering our lecture series to the public in the again in the fall. So, for example, in August, we have two lectures we're going to be offering. Uh, One is about the female pirates Anne Bonny and Mary Reed, and then another one on August 17th that I'm really excited about our curator of education is going to be giving about the great Beaufort hurricane of 1879. Wow. Yeah, and we have, I want to say we average about two or three lectures every month between now um, and the next summer. So that'll be going on all the way through uh, the end of winter and into the spring of next year. Well, hey, I cannot uh, 
Can anybody leave pirates to the side when that topic comes up? I can leave a hurricane. Well, we can talk about hurricanes, too. But in 1718, for the Carolina Outdoor listener, Blackbeard, the famed pirate, ran the Queen Anne's Revenge aground right there near uh, the Beaufort Inlet in North Carolina. And I know that that exhibit has been prominent for a little bit. Can you talk to us about um, how exciting that exhibit is and uh, does that pirate subject alone and Blackbeard subject alone help drive visitation into the museum? Well, I can tell you right now, pirates is always going to be and always has been a very popular topic. Um, we see a lot of interest in that topic from visitation from visitors in general, not just kids. Uh, and I know that um, it's really fun having discussions with the visitors about pirates in general, Blackbeard as well, because of the fact that I know when I personally started here 14 years ago, I think it was, oh, um, I was surprised to find out that pirates were real. Uh, yes. You see them in the movie, and they're so sensationalized. It's hard to believe that they were real people. And then you come in, and you start doing like I started studying them, and found out that they were real. Steed Bonnet really was out there. Ian Bonnie, mm-hmm. Mary Reed, Blackbeard, all these characters that we see showing up in movies and TV shows. Um, and that definitely, those shows and such, we see um, when. They, they definitely drive some public in here with an interest in wanting to know the truth behind the the um, tales. And uh, it's one of those things we joke that pirates, dinosaurs, and princesses, it's like the trifecta of always going to be popular topics. Well, I must say, too, because of the location of the museum, not just because of the beaching of the Queen Anne's Revenge there in the in the community, but it's also your town. That town, of course, the age, but also it's, it is um, still quaint, I get, respectfully. Mm-hmm. Um, so it helps with the allure of going into a pirate exhibit because the town uh, just by itself helps bring about uh, that emotion or that feeling uh, when you go into the exhibit that is already set so that you can even more so enjoy the exhibit and mm-hmm. know that pirates were real and they were right there in in the town. Yes. We have a pirate invasion that happens every September that reenacts an invasion that happened. Oh, gosh, now I can't remember what year it was. I hate the fact that I can't. I'm sorry, pirate invasion. Oh, that's but all right. We all we'll, they, We can look it up. Yeah, but Beaufort Pirate Invasion happens every September. A lot of fun, and they do a reenactment of what was supposed to be an invasion by some Spanish pirates that happened significantly after the 1700s. But um, still, uh, it's a fun event to go to for uh, families and such. And like you said, the town of Beaufort is beautiful. One of the it it helps with driving people in here into the museum because often you can go to a site and it's kind of you go to that site and you're kind of stuck at only that museum or only that historic site. Whereas you come to us and then within walking distance is an easy dozen different wonderful restaurants, storefronts. Um, so you can make a whole day trip down here visiting both our museum and then walking Beaufort. Well, and I will throw in there, of course, we're talking about the Maritime Museum, but you kind of uh, work hand in hand with the Smith Watercraft Center and some of the neighboring uh, venues that are around you. Um, well, the Smith Watercraft Center is part of us. Oh, well, see, that's easy. Uh, can mm-hmm. you tell us about things like 
the skiff rally that's upcoming you mentioned the fishing program but also um hitting the salt marsh and kayaks some of the events that are upcoming that um that you look forward to and visitors look forward to Oh, well, we have a lot. Oh, goodness, the things that we have coming up. So this um, August, we have our curator of education that I've mentioned already, Ben Wonderly. Yes. He mm-hmm. leads a kayak trip that I recommend to anybody that is even remotely interested. Uh, he takes, he's takes he been leading this trip for years. He's really good at it. You get into the kayak. He takes you around the salt mar- marsh. He is um He's he's very knowledgeable on the environment in the area, but bird ID and such. So you'll inevitably learn both about kayaking and about the local environment and culture so it's really a great program um the watercraft center or boat shop that you mentioned earlier they do uh a series of classes throughout the year that are fair that are very popular as well i know this fall they have um two of them coming up they've got their build a boat in a day where Mm -hmm. you work together with your program and literally build a boat in a day and you learn along the way, oh, they're going to offer that twice, actually, in August. I see that now. They're offering that on the 5th of August and 19th. And, and for our that listeners, program, that is a real boat, like a 12-foot-long, mm-hmm. um, 40-pound, 50-pound boat. It's not a model boat. It is a legit boat. Yes. And you learn all the different skills along the way. Timo White, who is our boat builder over there that leads that class, comes with a huge a huge background in that and in that field and you'll learn a lot from him and walk away feeling like you could build your own boat at home. It's too fun. And I think he has coming up as well. Oh, I don't want to tease and say that he has one of his introduction to boat building classes. Oh, not till September. Hey. So he has a, he does a two day program. Um, it's a two day, all day introduction to wooden boat building. That'll be coming up in September. And that one is one where you really get a crash course in boat building. Uh, you get to explore. It's all hands-on for the record. You do lofting. You do steam bending. You do different methods of creating the backbone of small boats. Uh, you really, like I said, it's a crash course, but it's really enjoyable. It is too fun. The location, 315 Front Street, Beaufort, mm-hmm. North Carolina. Christine Brin with the North Carolina Maritime Museum in Beaufort. And that website is just that, ncmaritimemuseumbeaufort.com. All of this, the programs that have fees, it's all on that website. And, Christine, of course, you're the Associate Education Curator there at the museum in Beaufort. Here's a personal question. With all of these events that you do and are going on within the museum and also as a curator, do you have a personal favorite at the museum in Beaufort of all of these things? Oh, man, were you put up to ask this? Uh, I have, well, I have, um, since starting here in the museum, every year I coordinate a murder mystery dinner at the museum. Do tell. And so that'll be coming up on September 1st. And we do a different theme every year. We had to obviously take a break during COVID, but it's back for the first time this year. And we actually have had a problem that the dinner sells out so early that not everybody that wants to get tickets can get tickets. And I get a lot of complaints. 
And so we added a second showing this year. So we're going to do a matinee and a dinner of our dinner theater, of our murder theater. And it is hilarious because we are not (laughs) professional actors by any means. And we spend the whole night just enjoying ourselves and laughing. And I'm guessing the visitors must love it, too, because I have visitors that have been buying tickets for all, I think this will be 12 years now. Uh, And the dinner sold out actually sold out yesterday, but the lunch has most of its tickets still available. And can we do and that there to... on the website? Can we get that at NC Maritime Museum Beaufort dot com? Oh yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. And we and this year's theme is, this year is called "Only Murders at the Museum," where we're supposed to be coming together to investigate the fictional mo- murder of a museum donor and the loss of her significant financial donation to the museum. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Two showings, one sold out. The other one's still available. Tickets are there. September 1st is the date. Mm-hmm. And yep, we tr- well, I was going to mm-hmm. say our Carolina Outdoor visitors, if they do show up, they can see you on the stage, Christine Brin. So uh, yeah. we just hope you're not the one who's murdered. You never know. Every year's different. <laughs> Christine, thank you so much for jumping on with us here on the Carolina Outdoors. We look forward to seeing you for one of or or many of the events and exhibits that are on hand at the North Carolina Maritime Museum Beaufort. But thank you for your time here on the Carolina thank you for Outdoors. Me. Off she goes, but off we go as well. But just for a moment, we're going to come back on the other side and continue this adventure called the Carolina Outdoors. <laughs> 